0: All right folks episode 88 of corporate lunch on our on our uh, remote grind here a roll call. who's here who's on the zoom Noah Rachel will Sam yep
1: yep hey.
2: yep yep yeah we're all, we're all here and we're all zooming.
0: Uh, we got a, a nice little program for uh for the friends and family today Sam, you want to tell us what we're doing today Sam's the uh, mastermind.
1: Sam High Productions. Long, long. Let's not forget the the handle. <laughs> Sam High Productions. Right. That's still right. still
3: producing remotely. Uh, it, you guys asked us questions, and we're going to answer them today, right now. This is the
0: the corporate lunch Q and A. We've done this three. Before. I think this is
3: the third time we've done it
0: guys. We look
1: good in in zoom grid form I just switched yeah, from like the jump mode to the grid mode and
2: I gotta go. Yeah on, Take
3: a picture the gallery of view is better. Good looking. I, d-
2: I always take a picture of our meetings like yeah Corporate lunch like the fashion meeting we had yesterday the ideas meeting we had in the morning. The palettes are amazing. Yeah. You have a really grid, attractive staff.
0: <laughs> it it took me a week to uh, – thank you, Rachel. It took me a week to figure out grid mode on Zoom. I was running the, like, view, Yeah. And uh, this makes it way better. And I got to say I'm, like, um, reluctant or, like, a little disappointed to admit it, but I'm getting used to Zoom. I'm not fully enjoying it, but I'm, like, I feel – at peace with it i feel like it's functioning and um i get it
1: the thing that i was really not prepped for about zoom is just all this time looking at my own goddamn face
0: <laughs> yeah that part holy is hard.
1: shit i was i would just it never crossed my mind it's like you're very aware of like oh i'm gonna be looking at my colleagues and conference calls and jumping around and we're gonna be seeing little snippets of different people's homes and won't that be awkward and weird and funny and cool and you're like no what zoom is really what zoom life is really about is just daily hours and hours and hours (laughs) looking at your (laughs) own
3: goddamn face
1: i'm very Uh, sick i've never been so sick of myself in my whole life
0: it's going to be so much worse now that you mentioned it
3: i'm guilty of playing with my hair a lot like on any normal day where i'm like interacting with people but on zoom it's just Relentless. I cannot stop touching my hair because I'm constantly always looking see it. it. Yeah, that's
1: also against. That's obviously also against guidance, Sam. So yeah, right.
3: No touching of the <laughs> hair or face, personally. The,
2: the only thing that I will miss when we all get back to the office is the ability to turn off video. Because, like, yeah, think about like what away. that would mean in a milled in a yeah. meeting. Is like you're just like on the floor.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm just going to check out. Somebody's <laughs> yeah. talking
1: to you, and you check out, and you just yeah yes. disappear yeah 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 I, don't, the, you know what? I just don't want to be looked at in this meeting yeah yeah invisible
0: yeah i'm gonna get so used to my own face i'm gonna start going to regular meetings with like a little compact mirror the compact mirror so i can just like keep an eye on my make sure my face is doing all the right things uh while while we get through it all right we got like a million questions so i guess we might as well dive in I was really interested in this in this time in this crazy moment as this this is both like a way to connect with uh with the corporate lunch universe the CLU but also a way to um like take the temperature a little bit of just like what what a lot of people uh you know that relate to us are like feeling and thinking about and this isn't like a spoiler necessarily but did you, I noticed there was not much not too many COVID-based questions that came through out of the millions. There was kind of a handful. Sam, there does that were several sound right?
1: million. Were there sep- yeah. several million questions again?
3: Yeah. Which is weird That's because we're embodies. we're we're coronavirus experts and CNN's you know That's right. our lines, asking yeah. us for guidance and stuff like that. But people just wanted to know about fits mostly. I did Man, see. Can, a good... can I say? Can I say something about cable news? Please, yeah, like, please.
1: This. this we all have the internet and I just don't understand how cable news, like they go on there and they cover like three things an hour. Yeah. They're like, well, mm, one thing happened today and let's get an expert on to kind of chew it. I'm like, guys, you have got to pick it up. Like we're trying to like move (laughs) through some content here. Like where is my next tweet? Anderson (laughs) It is like, so out of step, man. I'm like, come Yeah, we got it. Let's move
3: well when when brian <laughs> lear interviewed you about um how we're making gq remotely was that was there a a visual component to that was that on the news or was that just um oh brian stelter that, that was brian stelter
1: yeah um that was one of my favorite things which is when somebody uh, a journalist asked for an interview over email because every time if you just like think about it for a minute and say something really smart they're like oh cool we'll just like let that person speak for us, so it always works out really well. And because it's very hard to speak in like complete paragraphs, so no, there was no visual that that wasn't that wasn't um on the air in any capacity. But I really liked He's, that piece.
2: Yeah, I really liked that too. He's a newsletter god.
1: Yeah, the newsletter god. We got we got nice placement in the newsletter. So thank you, Brian Stelter and CNN. I take back everything I just said about CNN. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, cable news right is pace. great. Yeah. yeah, love cable news. It's a perfect pace for these times. Slow it down.
3: <laughs> cover.
0: Pick three things and cover those.
3: Should we get to some we questions? Start.
0: You're going to start us off. We
3: should. Yeah, I I actually should. did get one um, vaguely coronavirus related question.
0: I mean, there are a bunch in here, and I think we should hit on them. I, I just mean it. It wasn't dominated by like what should Good I wear mix. and how do I stay sane and how do I bake Good bread? Mix. It was like, yeah. it was a real, it was an honest mix. And and people are thinking about other things, which I found.
1: Can anyone send reassuring. me a sourdough starter?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just admitted that I recently copped a sourdough starter and I was just shamed by the zoom. So we Crazy. won't anymore about it.
3: Crazy.
1: Let's, let's do it, Sam.
3: Okay. This question comes from Prismo Myers and it is, there is only one fabric left post-quarantine, dot, dot, dot. What fabric would you want that to be?
0: <laughs> Whoa.
3: In a post-COVID world, we can only wear one thing.
0: I think I know the answer.
3: Start Go it ahead. up.
0: I think it's got to be wool. It's like the only truly, it's got to be something natural, I. Th- I think. I mean, there's definitely some some synthetics that would be worth considering but wool and it's the only real like four season fabric cotton would never be warm enough but you can do like a tropical wool that you can run all summer
3: i was gonna say denim
0: <laughs> oh, just to not- exclusive
3: de- just just like obviously tough in winter but from a purely aesthetic standpoint if we could only Dw- wear denim constantly would be fucking rad
2: dwight Yogan agrees with you yeah. <laughs>
1: dwight Yoakam co-signs that i'm 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 a noah i like i wanted to say nylon i thought it was like pretty hilarious in the um early days of the virus to just wear head-to-toe nylon everywhere like yeah. synthetic synthetic fabric's gonna keep me safe um and that was fun for two days and then i went back to um the normal combos but yeah i think it's i think it's wool I I just was wondering if the question was asking for something really specific, you know?
0: Yeah, I I realize (laughs) now that I probably
1: do Let's just go all alpaca all the time.
2: All alpaca all the time. I mean, it's it's interesting, like, one thing that I guess I haven't thought about a lot until I really started thinking about sustainable clothing is like the fact that cotton comes from the earth and like uh, wool comes from an animal. Which is like so obvious, but it was just something that I hadn't really thought about. Like, no, that is
1: interesting. Which is more sustainable? Cotton requires a lot of water, right? But it sheep requires have a to
2: ton feed. of water. Yeah, yeah. And a sheep you have to feed. But I think that uh, I, I think like it's kind of tough to say. I don't know that you can like the uh, the things that I've read haven't come out on it either way. But it's really really hard to make organic cotton, and it's mm-hmm. really expensive. Um, And you can only do such like a limited acreage of it because it requires so much water. Um, So I think wool might be slightly more sustainable for that reason. Um, Did you guys see the picture that was circulating a couple weeks ago of the sheep that had like escaped for like, you know, oh, like yeah. 10 years and hadn't been shorn and was like huge. And apparently like wolves had tried to attack it, but couldn't get, couldn't get to the
1: meat. <laughs> Just like taking bites of fur out. Like, oh. So yeah. Good. And
2: I was like, wow, that's like an entire like sweater collection. Right? <laughs> yeah.
3: From that that's one like guy. the
2: story and the narrative into like all into that one. Yeah.
0: Oh my
3: that's God. There are, photos, there are photos of, of them shearing it.
2: Oh, they sheared it? Wow, this is sick. They kept it going.
3: I'm going to send this to the group chat. I think the answer is wool.
2: Yeah, I think the answer is wool, too.
0: You could also go silk. Silk is a high-quality, versatile fabric.
1: Dude, you can't dress the entire globe in silk. (laughs) There's no (laughs) way that works.
2: I think also the the worm. I don't think the worms are endangered, but I think they're approaching a level. They're exhausted. Silkworms, Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah they're not in danger but they're very tired
2: this sheep looks so cool it looks like nicholas holt in the
1: favorite oh Um... wow dude he's regal (laughs) as fuck damn that sheep is i got a new spirit animal i never thought my spirit animal was going to be a sheep but that is like a quarantine god right there oh my god stop
2: so the answer is no they're like combing it differently
1: just to like play games oh look at the little guy coming out of it okay All right. This could become a sheep episode really fast. Yeah. (laughs) What's next? What's the next question?
0: Uh, Rachel, go.
2: Oh, I I like this question. Um, What fit do you feel the most like yourself in? Oh,
1: amazing. Wow.
2: Stunned silence. (laughs) Whoa,
0: dude. Hold on. I need 10 minutes. Um, I mean, it's just like whatever I'm wearing on any given day. Uh, all You're that you all the for time for
2: that answer. Great. Noah, have you ever you, worn you, something that you, like, didn't want to wear? Like, when, even when you were a child, were you, like, forced to wear something? No. I could just uh-huh. sort of see you, like...
1: Something not dialed?
0: No, yeah. that, it was never a part of my life. I never was in a situation that had a uniform of any kind, and I, I didn't have, like, family or, like, church. Like, the type of obligations that forced uh, attire on kids and stuff, that was never a part of my life which is why I'm so weird about it now. I don't know, yesterday I wore a pair of like really wide leg crop jeans, a white tee and a big navy blue hoodie. And I truly felt, I had that feeling, like I had it on and I was like, this is just like such a perfect me thing to wear right now. So that's what I would say. Just very casual and like kind of oversized and blue navy. It's not very exciting. Someone's gotta have, it. Sam, What what's your answer? Something insane, a velvet robe.
3: I mean, I think I feel the most, like, put together and, like, I don't know, maybe comfortable in, like, a a fully realized outfit, like a suit or something. Instead of something where I'm just, like, grabbing different parts of my wardrobe. And I like to feel like I'm, like, you know, polished and sort of put together um, and dressed up. So maybe a suit. In terms of, like, if, like, right now, if I could pick one outfit that, like, would feel the most like me. And the thing that I want to wear the most is just, like, a pair of jeans like a t-shirt and some like boots and I want to like go outside and just keep it simple.
0: It's whatever I'm wearing when I'm outside with
1: whatever I'm wearing when I'm like
3: outside with my <laughs> friends, yeah. Uh,
1: it feels it feels awesome when uh, kind of piggybacking a little bit, but it feels awesome when a suit like fully comes together. Mm-hmm. That is like, that is a tough feeling to beat, but there's any, no matter like, even if you're basically in a bodega fit, when there's some, there's some times where it just all snaps together, you know? For some reason, and you're like, damn, I just feel like the, you know, me 3000. And um, so it really can come, it really can come from anywhere. But I guess sometimes with a suit too, there's just like a high degree of difficulty maybe. Um, I don't know. In some ways it's the easiest and in some ways the hardest. But I guess it just feels the most like full on. And when that like all snaps into place in that way, it feels pretty epic. It's easy to have a good day from there. Rachel, okay. are you gonna answer your own question? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, no, good, I'll answer good. the
2: question. <laughs> this is my first one of these, okay. I don't know how this works. <laughs> so Am I, my- I don't have
1: a question either, so I need help.
2: Um, we got, okay, we got so plenty. We'll we'll hook you up, we know a guy. Um, I would say I wore this outfit like right before, I, this was like maybe mid-February, so right before we stopped going to the office, that was like, I think the pinnacle of like nostalgic <laughs> mind garden dressing reminded me of like a bunch of important things from my life, <laughs> um, Amazing! so I was wearing, I, I was wearing these uh, red silk boxers pants that I got at Santa Fe Vintage. So vintage, like very important to me, but also like a beautiful trip that I took the, to the lovely city of Santa Fe. So that's also, also like nice to think about all day.
1: Rest in peace. To yeah. Scott from Santa Fe Vintage, Preston yeah. Power. Yeah, he passed away.
2: Um, and a striped Dries Van Noten silk blouse that was like one of the first Dries Van Noten things I ever got at this store called Joan Shep in Philadelphia. And this woman who works there, whose name is Tuesday, who's worked there for like 30 Stop. years, taught me everything I know about clothes. Like she would just take me around and be like, this is Dries Van Noten, like this is who Margella is, like this is what Yoji is. Um, and then on top of that, I wore a cream button down cardigan by a brand called Cardigan. <laughs> uh, that i got that i got at scoop in 2008 oh. wow.
0: Damn. <laughs> the one in chelsea piecing yeah. it together yeah piecing it yeah. together all right uh we
1: What's... need to have tuesday on the pod clearly yeah i know it's really tuesday should. now she's amazing we
2: should we, we should still, do an episode of there. the
1: pod that's just called rachel's ogs
2: and <laughs> instead
1: of all these like Idiots on here in this grid. It should just be Rachel's OGs in the grid. That would be episode Just a feeling. Just a feeling. Yeah. Just a feeling.
3: <laughs>
0: um, let's change gears. Josh Hickman asks. This is a kind of an interesting question that comes up a lot. Does fashion school matter anymore? Um, I just thought it was interesting because I I was thinking through like the designers that I sort of know and like and who went to fashion school and who didn't, and I felt like it was pretty evenly split
1: yeah a bunch did right mm-hmm. but also some didn't
0: yeah i think to i don't, me not like
1: distinctly unqualified to answer this question i have to say i'm gonna shut up uh
0: maybe i am too <laughs> to me i just thought of it as being like art school right like there's tons of great artists that went and got mfas at yale or wherever that have great careers and make incredible work and there's just as many who who never took an art class um so I think it's like that. I don't know. I mean, I, my education experience was always like the value in like going to school to study writing was just reading a lot and being surrounded by people that were like, had shared interests. And I think like, if you, if you crave that, if you crave that kind of like community and group and, and the time a couple of years to really just think about a thing, then that's what you should do. But if you, if you have that in your life, then you don't, you don't need it but I don't think professionally it's, it's a requirement. I don't think if you're a designer with skills, when you go to your job interviews, I don't know that they're looking to see like your, where you went to fashion school, as Mm -hmm. long as you can do the work. I don't know. Rachel, what do you think? Do you know the answer? Well,
2: um, I was speaking to my close personal friend, Naomi Campbell earlier this week (laughs) about, (laughs) about, about this new Amazon, uh, television show, Making the Cut, that's like an update on Project Runway and you can like yeah. shop what's on the show, which is kind of an interesting twist. So it's sort of like long form, like narrative live stream shopping. Um, and so I asked her, I was like, what do you think it takes like now to to be a designer versus like, you know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago or like, you know, 20 years ago. Um, and she said that the most important thing is and always will be, are you a tailor? And the people who are tailors can survive. And she was like, that's what McQueen had in common. That is what Mugler had. So, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting answer. And, like, McQueen basically learned to tailor by uh, interning at Anderson and Shepard.
3: Yeah, he apprenticed in their, um, yeah. in their pants department, I think. I, uh, a good friend of the pod, A-Side, once did
1: this incredible extended, like, monologue um uh late at night one time about either you're a designer or you're a tailor and Mm -hmm. and it's so interesting to think through the differences i also think now you could add or you're like you're a designer a tailor or a marketer um and all three of those can occupy that like designer creative director role um but i had never like quite thought to split things up that way um and it makes so much sense Like from there, it's very like you can just go through each designer of each house and like put them in one of the buckets, and then understand what they make as a result. And then also it begins to give you a sense ability of like what, how much they rely on the on the skills of their atelier. Like some are just visionaries and have like a feeling and and an idea and an expression and a aesthetic and um, a language, a a visual vocabulary, all that, and they probably couldn't cut a fill in the blank here a suit a dress a gown um a pant a skirt to save their life others all of it comes through the making of a pattern the cutting of a piece and then the the aesthetic sensibility and everything sort of expands from there incredibly useful so naomi would say like couldn't hurt to go learn some tailoring skills and i think yeah. naomi of course would be right
0: yeah 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 go apprentice go apprentice yeah we'll we'll take the answer from naomi on that one sam right you got a cue
3: here's one from eight? ripper mick cold toes <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs> shout out this dude the question no, is no what shout feet? out
1: to per, shout out to the person named prismo shout, not <laughs> shout out yeah. to the people named rip named ripper mick cold toes but anyway <laughs>
3: um what do you do when you're a groomsman and the groom picked the worst suits oh oh
0: yeah that's
1: Plus you know oh, there's man. gonna be so many pictures so uh, many pictures
0: it's not your day bro just wear it
1: yeah a thousand percent cosine you just gotta if there's some like little subtle way you can like freak it a little bit yeah and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. groom groom yourself in a way that can can help the situation but it ain't about you you gotta just swallow the pill right mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. What do you guys think it's, about like you know subbing in your own like white dress shirt or like ditching the pocket square, bringing in like a, a better tie or something like? No, is if, that, if is they that have assigned you a no? pockets,
1: if they have assigned you a shirt, a pocket square, and a tie, you got to wear them.
0: Yeah,
2: and I'll tell this, you what: if you're if you're in the photographs, which is like probably what you're worried about, right? Like, cause otherwise it's like three hours or something, four hours, whatever. Like if you're in the photographs and you look like everyone else, it's gonna be harder to pick you out. Whereas if you add your own bow tie or your own whatever, like everyone's gonna see that. You're not gonna do enough to
0: fix it and it's just gonna draw more attention to you in the bad suit.
1: It's better to spend, you know, the lifetime of a photograph in a bad tie than it is to look like the dick bag friend. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. totally oh there's a there's a picture of you for 70 years being like the dick bag selfish friend who thought he was stylish like yeah forget it just put on this but what if, ripper not it? What,
3: if, what if ripper mccolto's is like a celebrity stylist or like has sam are you ripper mccolto's <laughs> sam, <laughs> sam. Sorry,
2: Look, what if their image what if their image
3: depends on them being or their livelihood depends on them being cool Dude, and fashionable and not gonna doesn't change anything friends. we just said. no, your livelihood depends on like having a community of
1: friends and not <laughs> being a dick bag
0: so easy the only thing i would say is if this groomsman is such a style god he, he should have <laughs> a real have a real conversation with your friend early on like at the very wow. beginning and say let me help you make some of these decisions but if you didn't do that you need to just deal and and take the yep. get and yeah sorry if you have to be like wearing one of those like i i th- always think of dudes in like seersucker suits with like white vans you know there's always those like <laughs> oh, he's the like worst. kind of coordinated <laughs> yeah. like really harsh yeah. like twist <laughs> on classic
1: like cool guy uh, cool guy sorry wedding. man
0: you gotta do it and wayfarers matching yeah. wayfarers <laughs> yeah
1: or even worse clout goggles uh. <laughs> what's next
2: Let's do this one. I, I feel I, I'm happy to answer this one is short or as long as possible. How long before skin tight pants are a thing of the past? And the answer that I want to offer for this is something I saw in uh, the New York Times story about Jared Kushner's like increasing involvement uh, in the <laughs> virus task force. Um, he's calling his group uh, of people who he's kind of like brought in to serve in these roles, the impact team, but everyone else behind his back is calling these people the Slim Suit crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and I do remember when, I think he was, I think it was on the cover of, he was on the cover of Time. It was either Time or Newsweek that Jared Kushner was on and his suit was like so skinny. And I so rarely am like, this is the end of this or the, you know, like that's just like not, possible anymore but i did feel at that moment i was like this might be the end of skinny suits because it's like it was just him like with like jared kushner and it was so skinny that there was something that like looked kind of evil about it to me in a new way yeah there's you know, really nothing ever- that jared
1: kushner can't kill
2: yeah exactly <laughs> like
1: you exactly. imagine like an animated scene of him like walking across a field through a forest and everything's just dying like <laughs> yes. in his path, like in his wake <laughs> You know, including, including, the, including the the cut of the GQ suit, uh, the cut of the suit once known as like the GQ cut, like Kushner yeah. lopped its head off one, once and for all.
0: I wonder if that's what the question was getting at. I mean, this is, it's still a pretty common thing when when we worked downtown in the financial district, you saw the younger crowd, the millennial professional crowd wore their pants very slim that slim stretchy chino was really and high really mm-hmm. slim and high yeah you see the ankle and it's really slim and that's cons- <laughs> that's considered being on the cutting edge of fashion because th- those guys their bosses are are still wearing the looser slacks that are like closer to what i think is cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. then than whatever but or is the question about like like skinny jeans like a different kind type of skin tight because there's another thing which was like the 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 more hipster like fashiony skinny jean thing that i haven't really seen in a long time i
1: think it's talking about just the overall skin you know those dudes who look like they're wearing 88 percent of a pair of pants
0: yeah Mm -hmm. right
1: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's over that's over you want to look like you're the boss who has been out of style for 40 years
3: He's actually back. Or you want to look like Dwight Yoakam if you're going to wear skinny Oh okay. Yeah. Skinny was, jeans, yeah. brother. Yeah.
1: But they, they that's a very... That
3: like, if your jeans are skinny in a
1: way that is that is showing off your ass, which is, like, different <laughs> from, like, you know, the Little Wayne skinny jeans or whatever, Yeah, then that's, like, a whole other thing. If it's, like, a cowboy cut that is, like, showing off the, the male ass, then wow. you're also awesome. And if you have to be
2: you, sewn in in the morning...
1: Yeah. <laughs> so if you have to be signed or if you have uh silver conchos down the whole side yeah of the jeans <laughs> like godfather dwight do i yoakam um then you are eternal you're eternal no
0: um all time uh uh someone whose handle i don't understand uh all-time fave big fit movies which is obviously a big conversation. Damn. It's like it's like a whole. Um, That's a whole
1: season of corporate. A lunch. whole
0: episode. Yeah, I mean, there there could be a a spin-off podcast about that. I just wanted to call that one out because the first thing that came to my mind was my cousin Vinny.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Yes. yes! Which um,
1: big fits just, on film? Pick one. My cousin Vinny.
0: Yeah. Just every every scene in that movie, and there there's a lot of fit changes, um, both both joe pesci and marissa tomei um mm-hmm.
2: every single scene they kill it so i also like that the judge in that movie is herman munster oh yeah if you guys <laughs> ever watched the Munsters, that was like my favorite Nick at night show
0: i
1: don't this isn't like my pick i would actually have to like get get into it but you know what yeah. this movie just has massive fits is point break
0: oh yeah yeah
1: huge huge fits like um a lot of Swayze wearing like um boxy black washed out boxy sweatshirts and stuff yeah with like really dope haircuts
2: his hair is so
1: to say to say nothing of Keanu Reeves
2: yeah um for me this is like such an impossible question to answer but I so I'm gonna I'm gonna zero in just on hats (laughs) 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 And I'm gonna I'm gonna say the greatest hat in cinematic history is the Sandlot hat with the long brim.
3: Oh yeah! Do you guys
2: know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh the my Duck god! Bell the cap. greatest hat of all time. Yeah, duckbill cap.
3: Um, I'm gonna say that just because I I watched this movie the, the other night, um, Reservoir Dogs. Wow. Steve yeah. Buscemi and Tim Roth and Harvey Keitel look so fucking cool. Kaitel, yeah, my young brother. Ky- it's Kaitel. No. Harvey Kaitel. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Harvey Kaitel.
1: Um, I'm also gonna throw in. I'm gonna uh, edit that out. No, leave it. Leave it. <laughs> we gotta educate the youth, man. I got all I, I I have all this gray in my beard for a purpose. Um uh Rachel and I had a DM exchange over this, but i my wife and I watched charades. Um my first time ever seeing Uh, Audrey Hepburn, Jimmy Stewart, just is that it is a parade of big fits. I mean, just absolutely incredible.
2: Cary Grant, my young brother. Oh! (laughs) Oh.
1: (laughs) That's true. It's Cary Grant, not Jimmy Stewart. Thank you.
2: But it is a parade of it. There's like the the fits in that movie are truly amazing. And there's a snood in the beginning.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. It starts with the Audrey Hepburn snood. (laughs) <laughs> um also a really good movie
2: yeah yeah an amazing movie
1: um f- co-starring walter Mathieu, just kidding walter Matthau. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um uh, okay next question comes from raspberry oil what good is handle. The official, yeah good handle uh what is the official scent of each of your quarantines quarantine sense
0: mine's just fireplace smoke just logs in the fire that'll change it's warming up but
1: rtho spray same as it ever was
0: i love that stuff
1: in in quarantine or out of quarantine rtho spray
2: mine uh, mine has also been fireplace i was buying lilies every week but they're now like I don't know if you can see in the background; they're totally dead, <laughs> 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 and I haven't like thrown them out yet.
1: Dead but. flowers is a mood for sure.
2: Yeah, right, and a Rolling Stone song, so that's always good.
3: Mm-hmm. I left all my scents in New York, and I'm kicking myself because I wish I had brought something with me. Um, so my the scent is Sam just Hine like Sam yeah, scent. Yeah, please. So my scent is just like hand sanitizer mixed with hand moisturizer. Just on and off repeat <laughs> through the day. Uh, uh. That's good.
0: Um, what Do you think that person wants to know like home scents?
3: Like a room like, spray? What are yeah, you talking in, about?
0: In, incenses and...
3: Uh, I think they want maybe? to know like what like what scent, when you smell it like a year from now, is going to instantly transport you back to quarantine. To bis- but no, why don't,
1: why don't you roll out some, some home scents anyway just to serve the people?
0: um i don't i don't have a great answer right now i'm really i'm i have i really love the um hinoki cedar incense from um j carroll's
1: wonder valley wonder mm-hmm. valley
0: brand it's really really good and good i think it's hinoki i think i'm right about that Um, it's a kind of a tricky scent to get, right? It's super Japanese. And, um, that's the one I'll shout out. I hope he's still making and selling it. I haven't seen in a minute and I got mine months ago, but that's been the best incense I've come across in a minute. And his oil products are good too. He has like a body line and like an olive oil, edible olive oil, but the the incense is killer.
1: That's one. I don't know. I'm still reeling from Carrie Grant my young brother. I might not recover. <laughs> like I'm I'm, just, I'm fucked up in the game right now. Like seriously. Wow. Uh, I shouldn't even sure. I just note to self never talk about old movies in front of Rachel. Like, it's tough. Oh no. Yeah.
2: It's okay. It's you know they all, all the guys look the up. same. Half the women are named Hepburn. I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm fucked up, man.
2: <laughs> okay, I have I have one that's the Noah question from this in part just because the handle is amazing. It's Francis Ha 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 ha.
1: Shout out to that person.
2: Um and I ask this in part because you've had some really good skate shoes lately. What shoes do you wear when skating?
0: um lately i've been wearing the new vans half cab that they did with a shop i think it's the what skate was the shop word that came after half half cab. cab c-a-b like a like a cabernet but it it's short for caballero uh who is steve caballero who's the skate legend who kind of invented the shoe it's a classic van style so those that's the one I'm wearing. It. The one I'm wearing is a really good one they did in collaboration with a skate shop, I think, in Chicago called Uprise. Sam, you ever heard of Uprise in Chicago? No. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure I have that right. It's weird Midwestern. because I've been
3: skating so much in Chicago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you you posted a picture on like a jog the other day of a monument in Chicago that had like yeah. the, a perfect wax ledge at the bottom of it. The Abraham like,
3: Lincoln, the Abraham Lincoln yeah. um, statue. It's in Lincoln Park. It's like a famous statue in Chicago. Someone DM me. From the pod, Antonio Chongoli of 18 East, um, the designer DM me was like, "Are you skating, <laughs> yeah,
2: dude? Sam, I, I want to like, see you yeah. skating the
1: bean. Skate the bean, man. Let's see it. We need oh, photos yeah. of you skating the
3: bean." I need to learn one new skill during quarantine. Like, if you know, might as well. well be I'm skating. doing
0: I'm doing skate lessons on Zoom, so you can uh, sign up for sign awesome up. Time, yeah, a time slot. <laughs>
3: The, Venmo the best part is
0: I don't skate. I just sit on the couch and watch you skate on Zoom and
1: and, and say no 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 no. Laugh. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Uh uh-uh, uh it's all wrong. Who's uh oh, Rachel's up? Uh, oh no, Rachel just asked. Uh here's a quick one that I feel like we've done this one before from SJ Dalton 24. Maybe we haven't. The first big or most important clothing purchase in life. I guess in our in our lifetime. Do you remember I remember the first thing that felt important to me. The first expensive thing I bought at like a nice store that I cared about was a pair of APC jeans. Yeah. Right when I came out of college and I think they were 120 bucks at the time and that seemed like a ton of money, but I really cared about like the quality, you know, they're like, they were like cardboard and heavy and they felt crazy to wear and I knew it was this like investment. I was going to wear them a long time and I did and that was sort of the beginning of something.
1: Same, yeah. I had an older girlfriend who was like, you need a pair of APC jeans. I was like, that is so much money. Yeah. <laughs> but if you go back, if you go back, I remember um talking my father into buying me a pair of Reebok pumps.
0: Oh hell yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the
1: first time I like talked a parent into buying me something that was just like beyond it was more than just serviceable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just I pick out whichever you know basic basketball nikes you want they just have like different different colors and whatever it wasn't like a whole thing but this was like sneaker culture and really desiring something and having my dad be like what are you talking about that like that is not we didn't come here to spend i don't remember what it was 78 bucks or something on a pair of sneakers you're insane and then just navigating that with him and then i also the other thing that comes to mind is um I was really into Garth Brooks in elementary school, like deep, (laughs) deep, deeply into country music and and specifically Garth Brooks and Garth would wear those really like conceptual cowboy shirts that were like all color blocked. Like, um, uh, the one that that had two blue squares and two black squares, like a big checkerboard. And so, um, I went to like a Western outfitter and none of the shirts were as outrageous as like what Garth would wear on the, you know rope in the wind cover or whatever but um i got the like most outrageous one i could it had these like big almost awning stripes and cool colors and i would go to elementary school in atlanta georgia which is not like um texas you know it's like a metropolitan city um wearing white jeans a black belt my garth shirt and black cowboy boots like at elementary school it was weird.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I didn't you mean to just shut down now? the
3: pod. Like, what's next? <laughs> I'm just jealous. But
0: just just trying to get the um, there are photos. Know, there are obviously there an are image. Photos of that. Yeah, I was hoping that um, we'd get to yeah. see a photo. Yeah, one thing that's cool about the that's
1: funny about the photos is that like I looked pretty cool if you like chopped my head off and then I just <laughs> had like a dorky haircut and like a big smile. Like just looked like a little kid. Um. So it was like my clothes were cool, cooler
3: than me or something.
1: Than my face, my clothes were cooler than my face.
3: A sort of formative moment for me, uh, I mean, ABC was like getting my first pair of ABC jeans was huge, but I remember very vividly my freshman year of college, uh, in, this was like 2011, so it was you know, a different era of, of e-commerce, but I ordered a pair of our legacy chinos or pants from End Clothing in the UK And the whole thing was like a total disaster because they were like pretty expensive to begin with. The exchange rate was like not good, I think. So there were, it was a little bit more than I wanted to spend. I don't think they had my size, but I was like, "Eh, like I'll just like size up one and like, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like shipping was really expensive. I got a check like two weeks later from, for like a duty that I had to pay like an extra 40 bucks. And I was like, what the fuck? And when they arrived, I tried them on and they were like so big. And so long and like so bad looking and like did not. Now I would kill to have these, you know, they're like are so sick when I think about them now, but I had to, you know, arrange this like exchange. Like ended up being a really long process. And uh, I was probably like out a hundred bucks by the end of the whole thing. Um, But I learned a valuable lesson, which was, which was, you know, you got to just pick yourself back up and (laughs) keep copping Johns, like take an L here and there, but like can't let it stop you. It's how so I skateboard too, you know. Yeah, you gotta fall, off. dust yourself off. Yeah.
2: Um. Okay. Mine is a. I think when I was in, I think I was in fifth or sixth grade, and I was doing some kind of like special Christmas reading at church, and my <laughs> my dad was like. <laughs> You can either get a whole new outfit at like limited Two or whatever, or I'll take you to Neiman Marcus at Fashion Island and you can get a special pair of shoes. And so so my dad took me to uh, Neiman Marcus at Fashion Island and bought me this little pair of Ferragamo gold slippers.
1: Amazing,
2: and and he was like, "These will, you know, they're gold, so they'll go like what w- with like whatever dress that you have, and like Ferragamo is like the most, you know, makes the most beautiful like women's shoes in the world." It was really great, and then I think we like went out to lunch and like shared a salad at me Market.
1: Oh my gosh, so cutest thing I've ever heard. What year? <laughs> yeah, oh, how old were you? How old were you?
2: I was, I was like eleven or twelve because I was in fifth or sixth. Grade.
1: Wow, amazing. You have, uh, is there a photo somewhere of the gold shoes
2: definitely yeah there, there and must actually be a, the I christmas still,
1: reading yeah
2: totally yeah and i still have them also Amazing. for my for my daughter or son <laughs> <laughs> or for sam Hine, i don't know <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> for our first day back in the office
2: yeah post war i'm
3: getting that fit off yeah yeah um it's my turn okay djc 15 asks, I want to see slash hear about running slash workout fits from home. Wow. That felt
1: really
0: aggressive.
3: I want to, I I want want to, let me just simplify this. (laughs) I want to hear about running slash workout from home fits.
0: So I guess the question is, what are you wearing to run in or work out in at home? I got to edit that.
3: I just, I just feel like
1: we asked for a question and they just like made a demand with a period at the end. (laughs) I'm going to, I personally am going to sit this one out. Yeah.
0: Uh I guess what do we want here specifics? I've been working out daily. I do yoga or I do a little workout app called Shred. I do a Shred Ooh. or I do a yoga. My yoga studio does daily live stream classes that are awesome and I've just been wearing like a pair of needle's track pants and whatever t-shirt like is next is like closest to needing to get washed anyway. You know? The needles track pants aren't like nice. I've had them for years and they're like beat down and
3: they're good for that stuff. Are they the side stripe ones?
0: No, they have, they're like a jogger. They have a zip at the ankle and like an elastic. They have a, they have a side stripe, but they're not like the ASAP Rocky, like famous track pants. It's a different style. It's like a jogging style.
3: I've been running. um, So I've been wearing, I have these like Arc'teryx valence, um, wind pants like it's like a matching uh, sort of like windbreaker pant top situation um, so I've been wearing that with Solomon running shoes which are
0: you're the not best. doing like proper running shorts like a whatever it's cold it's
3: really cold in Chicago no. still and like windy so I'm in the, I'm I, hear in the it, I hear it
0: gets windy in Chicago
3: yeah so I gotta I gotta you know wear the luxury Gore-Tex obviously
0: all right let's keep this moving when john trufter truder it's hard it's hard to read a handle sometimes um, when we're allowed to go outside again what where will fashion go somber or celebratory i guess you know it's an interesting question like what will be the the longer term like just over the next 18 months what will we see things sort of like looking like but also interesting to think. I was just sort of thinking this in terms of like, what will I wear on my first day back to the office? <laughs> like, what's the one? You know, it'll be a whole new, or not maybe not back to the office, but like back into real life situations. It probably won't be. It will probably be something we ease into. I'll, I'll I don't know if it's somber.
1: I don't know if it's somber or celebr, celebratory, but I think it's the vibe is going to be pandemic apocalypse.
0: Just like protective, or uh, yeah. I mean, I just think it's
1: a wild moment, and um, uh, I was saying this on a work call the other day, but to put it on the pod, the, uh, it was a very intense moment when, like, real mask culture hit the hit the American airport. Yeah. I was walking through JFK. It was, like, my last trip. It was a 24-hour out and back for a story. the The last time I flew... Um, before as just like the pandemic was evolving and we were understanding the seriousness of it and um, the guidance was was evolving and getting more serious and I took this last trip and the airport was um, pro- JFK and New York was at like probably 65 percent capacity of what it would have felt like it was early you know it was like 7 a.m. flight um, and a lot of people were in face masks and I was like this is just new in the United States and now it's like, um, I don't know. I heard we might be going to like just face mask as the ger- general guidance for being in public mm-hmm. for going to the grocery like store and the pharmacy. Yeah. I don't have one. I got to figure that out. But um, cause we got to go to the co-op today. But um,
0: I saw a good tutorial on YouTube today for turning a bandana into a face mask, <laughs> which is you need two with no sewing, you need two hair bands, two elastic hair bands. Mm-hmm. And basically you f- you fold the bandana into like a strip yep. and then you put the two bands in it and then you you loop the bandana like into itself and then uh-huh. you have you have the two elastics you know it covers your face and the elastics can go behind your ears the hair bands go behind oh your ears. wow it it makes sense it's a little tricky to describe but will it's you send me that link
1: because i'm literally going to use it as soon as this pod is over and then yeah. go go do an exposure event
0: yeah
3: the thing The thing that I read though I was thinking about rocking the bandana too, but apparently because bandana the bandana material is is a pretty loose woven like kind of gauzy cotton generally. It's not good for face mask um usage it's
2: it's okay it's okay for um like the average person if you're not showing any symptoms, that should be okay for you a bandana yeah, I heard that it's like most like-
3: other like a t shirt material like cotton is is better.
2: It's definitely better, but unless you're sort of dealing with or interacting frequently with people who have symptoms or who have been diagnosed with it, it should be okay.
1: Also, the when part of I, what you're trying to do is not spit on people. Right? Yes, mm-hmm. not be We're coughing, gonna... not be exhaling. Yeah, and like
2: not even touch a scarf your own is face. Like okay,
1: and and yeah, exactly, not touching your own face.
2: Sorry, I was just gonna say it's so interesting to see like the um, like public knowledge of like fabric plies and like quality and like where things are manufactured is like suddenly so high um (laughs) like people are suddenly like really aware of like Mm. okay is this where is this made like where are these people's factories like what is the strength of this fabric and like how permeable is it and it's just like even a couple weeks ago like that was just even people who cover fashion like that wasn't something that i like thought about a lot
1: totally anyway i think um I think Errolson Hugh of Acronym and Kanye West of Yeezy are like have been onto this for a while, and um, I'm not saying that this is what everyone in fashion is going to be doing, but I think that just feels like super relevant. The like kind of tactical wave that we cover and talk about sometimes is feels on point, and I can imagine like the the instinct to move towards something celebratory to just kind of like as a pick me up for the culture after um, a, a crisis and a pandemic and like a lot of loss and suffering, but I just think that's going to feel off for a while now. Like, let's get dressed up and celebrate life and coming out of this together. It's just not quite, especially because a virus just doesn't go away. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't just one day like, Oh, iron curtain fell down, iron curtain lifted up. And, um, so it's going to be an evolving, it's going to be like a soft reopening, right? And mm-hmm. potentially, when we come back into colder weather, it could return. And so, I just think this a little bit like, yeah, pandemic apocalypse is going to linger, um, which is from is scary from a public health perspective, but from a fashion perspective, is like kind of cool and interesting. I I'm gonna
2: have go a, in on the elite store. Yeah, I have a good question um, here from Bake Juice. Um, how does one begin or effectively maintain and organize a personal archive?
1: Damn,
0: of clothing?
2: Yeah,
1: beats the shit out of me. I would love to know.
2: I mean, I oh. think just like even the basics of getting uh, the same hangers for all your clothes. Oh yeah, that's um, a good one. and a like percent. thinking of looking up like the best ways to store each of these like kinds of fabrics and like I mean these are like. Possibly like really basic things, but they just, I found they really help. Like if you have something that's like beaded or brocaded, like putting it in a, um, you know, uh, in a garment bag so that it doesn't like rub against the other fabrics. Like, I think even that stuff is just going to help you keep your clothing looking really profesh and archival. Uniform hangers
0: is so crucial. Mm -hmm. The other thing you want to do is photograph everything and start a digital, digitize it. So yeah. organized. Do you have that? No. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just, a, but I'm also not trying to build a, an archive. I, I like to keep it pretty, not super tight, but I wear most of what I have and it's not really like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not interested in building an archive. If I were, I would start, you would totally. you want to you keep it. Yes. You would want to Google doc it up. And,
1: and I've, to, I've, to, to know where you bought something when you bought it and how much you paid for it,
0: oh, which yeah. would
1: also tell you that what season it was um, would be really interesting. I, I mean, I, I have a Google doc like that for other things that I collect, but I hadn't thought about it for clothes. It would be good to know. The other thing that would be interesting mm-hmm. is like, so we all try to consume less, you know, kind of buy, buy less, buy better kind of vibe really sinks in um, to do that just as a way of tracking your own, expenditure and potential waste and trying to like narrow that down and really get a sense of what you paid for something and being up being able to look back and Mm -hmm. remember like why you bought it whether it was like considered or impulsive and then how much where you did or didn't get out of it and how much you spent um would be pretty interesting
2: yeah Yeah, not forgetting things a, a really kind of fun uh project uh to research these sorts of things would be to look up Nan Kempner's clothing in the Met Museum collection. Um, (laughs) Because they have a lot of their pieces from the Costume Institute in their like digital collection or archive. And there are extensive notes about what she bought and why she bought it and where she wore it. Mm, Um, Cool. And so it's like, this is like, she bought this from St. Laurent in this year and originally on the runway it had looked like this, but he asked, you know, she asked him to like make these kinds of changes. So, that could be kind of a cool template, I guess, for for the kind of things you're talking
1: about. It would be so awesome for it to like, to have enough places to wear things that were interesting to actually keep record of it. Like I bought that shirt at this store and paid this much and I wore it to work and also (laughs) to dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I need more <laughs> events in my life.
2: <laughs> Will did not usually prefer Uniqlo t-shirts, but in this instance, <laughs> um, all right.
3: I got this. This question. I got a few different versions of this question, but um, people want to know about quarantine haircuts. How do you maintain uh, the flow or uh, the cut when all the barbershops are closed? I'm curious what you what you guys are are doing. I got. I was very lucky to get my hair cut like two days before um the uh gender neutral hair salon closed um right before this i'm i'm gonna be good for a few months but are you guys um having your significant others cut your hair or what's the what's the outlook here (laughs) not yet i'm i'm excited just
1: to have i'm always like oh i should grow my hair out a little bit more and then i get sick of it and i go get it cut and right before um my man victor starts cutting it i'm like shit maybe i should just keep growing it out what am i doing here and so this just like made the decision for me so just like growing my hair growing a beard um i have a feather razor which is an incredibly useful tool that every like hairdresser and and a lot of barbers have um and that i think everybody should have on hand at home and so what i'm able to do with that is clean up my neck without cutting myself it's like a it's a it's a It's a razor blade, like a loose, real old school razor blade. But then the feather itself has a serrated edge. So you can just like, you're not going to cut yourself. It protects you from cutting yourself um, and also allows you to do like thinning and stuff. But it gives you a really nice like um, clean, dry cut against the skin without razor burn or without cutting yourself. Um, And then I so far in quarantine have just like cleaned up my neck with a beard trimmer twice while otherwise growing the beard so i'm just i'm letting it grow with just like a little bit of a little bit of uh maintenance
0: you know i also think um men put men um who want to grow their hair long or longer get really into the the in between haircuts that you get, like there's this idea that in order to grow your hair long and look okay, you have to do this like constant maintenance and trimming and shaping, which I reject the notion. Oh, not that it's totally untrue, like I get it. And GQ is probably has a lot of really useful stories about this on GQ.com. Definitely. But what, I do. I re- yeah. what what I what I reject with having a lot of experience doing it is the only way to grow your hair longer is to not cut it. So. It just depends on like what your goal is. And if your goal is, I'm okay with looking dumb sometimes in order to get somewhere I want to go just to get there more quickly. And I think my vibe recently was like the bad in between haircut. Embrace it. Don't don't just look forward to the the time when your hair is going to look okay. Just like always feel good with the hair, even when it's in its weird spot. So anyway, we're all going to go through weird spots, I think, unless we're just shaving our heads. I know some dudes that give themselves good fades, which is a fucking mystery to me. Um, I used to get keep a pretty tight fade for years going to the barber, and I never would have attempted it myself, just knowing how fussy I am and that I, you know, even if I got it eighty percent right, it would it would still be no good. So I don't know how people are really doing full-on proper self haircuts.
3: I can see someone need, fading like themselves up mirrors, like okay on the on, on the sides, then getting to the back and being like shit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what exactly am I going to do here? But I respect everyone didn't... who's just who's just taking it off, who's just buzzing. Yeah, I've
0: seen I've seen that. That's I've seen a, a fun of, way to do lot do it. of girls like if... who
3: are doing it, which is cool.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that. That's cool, Rachel. You're going to step up to the. Lloyd just buzzed his head I looked pretty good yeah
2: I might buzz mine because you know what it's like no. I've always wanted to yeah I've always wanted to do that wow uh, and this is just like you know I usually bleach my hair and oh, so you can't gonna... really do I like well I've been going to the same person has been doing my hair at this point for like eight years like I started going to this person because uh, her name's Amy. She owns this salon called Fringe. I started going there because MGMT went there. That's how long ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
0: um,
2: and like, I emailed her and I was like, Amy, like what should I do? And she was like, you know, Lloyd can do it for you, but like I don't I wouldn't recommend that. Cause it's like you have to bleach, you have to bleach it and then you have to put in this toner, which is like a purpley gray color. And yeah. You know, it's like one of those things where you watch someone do it a million times and you're like, I can do that. And then you do it and it looks horrible, I'm sure. So uh, I think, I don't know, I think I'm going to let it grow a little bit more. And then I might, depending on how long things go on, I might just shave it. Like, like why down- not? Whatever yeah.
1: whatever the Zoom is where Rachel just appears with the bus. <laughs> the bus. Yeah. I'm going to shut down the yeah. Zoom. I'm just going to call up the meeting. It's, it's going to be like me and
2: the sheep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think we should do, do it live, live on yeah. Corporate lunch.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Up Let's to go. Rachel. Guys, will you do the last one without me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. If we, if we must. If we must. Later, oh. Will.
1: Peace.
2: So this next Um, question comes from Style in Dublin. Why isn't Will on every week? I don't care that he's (laughs) running a media empire. Uh,
0: Perfectly timed episode. As you can see, sometimes he just disappears. Um, And uh, I think that's as good a place as any to to end. Now we're all going to disappear. We'll see you. For episode 89, we'll all have our heads um, and bodies shaved. Maybe I'll shave my eyebrows. I've, yeah. I've grown in a really wooly beard. Do I look different on the Zoom or do I look the same as always beard-wise?
3: The beard is definitely uh, yeah, more intense. It's, it's heavier better. right now.
0: This right, is the yeah. longest longest uh, it's been in a long time, so that's going to end. Sam's very clean-shaven.
2: Yeah. I shaved
3: yesterday, yeah.
2: Sam, you look like you're getting younger throughout this. Like You know when they do the Obama... And like Lincoln, like yeah. four years in, it's gonna be you, but like you're, you look like younger, like magically younger.
3: It's just the Zoom face tune. That's all it is. It's <laughs> yeah. hiding the wrinkles and the mm-hmm. gray hairs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't um, try all right, to episode my 89. Eyebrows. Don't do that. That is so horrifying. <laughs> I hate seeing that. Um, this has been a beautiful journey. Thank you for your questions yes. and for your continued support and yes. for for laughing, um,
2: crying,
0: live, laugh, screaming. love, get fits <laughs> off. Um, hit me up for Zoom skate lessons. Um, what are, Rachel, what are we DMing Sam Hine this week? Um, scents. Yeah, DMing we got a little stuff. Everyone just smells like hand sanitizer. So help us with your favorite scents. Maybe we'll share yeah. some on episode 90.
2: Hook us oh, no, up. episode
0: 89. E- 89 is next week. Um,